Hello everyone, welcome to the Vital Signs Nursing Podcast here on the SCU Buzz. My name is Naomi Watson and I'm a Bachelor of Nursing student and I'll be your host for this episode. Vital Signs is a student-led podcast for nursing students where we interview experienced nurses from all kinds of specialties to help you navigate your nursing career. So welcome, Jackson. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast, Naomi. It's exciting to see that students are also doing podcasts. So pretty keen to see what your questions are tonight. Uh, can you please tell us why you chose nursing as your career? Yeah, absolutely. So I chose nursing, I guess, for me, I wanted a career that was the fusion of, I guess, what I wanted, which was a career that allowed me to travel, I have a massive travel bug, but also to help people. So I actually did want to be a paramedic at one point, but then I realized that nursing allowed me to travel, it allowed me to help people, but also to never get bored and have a lot of a lot of different opportunities out there. So there's a lot of cool things you can do with nursing, things that you may not realize until you start getting out there and you meet new people. It was something that I was also exposed to before I became a nurse, I was doing quite a lot of volunteering and I was meeting a lot of males who were nursing and a lot of misconceptions were, were burst through those experiences. And yeah, it has become the career for me and it's uh, something I'm very passionate about. Phenomenal. Were there any other sorts of careers that you thought you might have wanted to go into and then you decided to go into nursing instead? Yeah, yeah I always wanted to be a police officer uh, and who knows, maybe I'll find a, a job in something to do with crime at some point and fuse nursing with it. Also paramedics, but I'm glad that I've gone with nursing. It's a strange mix of both of the things you get from those two careers, uh, especially in some of the roles that I've had. Yeah, it's pretty rewarding some of the things you get to do. So yeah, a bit different from police officer, but yeah, that that's where I've landed. <laughs> For sure. If there's any particular like standout experience that you've had through your career so far, what would you say? What would you say that would be? It's a tricky question. I guess for me, last year I spent quite a bit of time. Uh, I think it was around four months in East Arnhem, Eastern Arnhem, East Arnhem Land in the hospital, and I was working alongside some of the nurses in the clinic there and uh, with another organisation. And the cool thing about it was, you know, you go into the community and you meet the kids, the Indigenous children. And they come up to you with their emus and all the animals and they're so willing to jump all over you and they, they want to, and even the teenagers, they want to talk to you and, you know, you can really create some healthy relationships with them that can hopefully then through those experiences, you can do men's business with them and talk about health when they become more receptive to you. So that's probably one of the most rewarding experiences I've had recently. Wow. That's phenomenal. Yeah. There's so many different ways that you can incorporate nursing into your life rather than just being in the hospital setting. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think for the nurse break and interviewing so many different nurses, I realized that there were so many careers I didn't know existed. Like, for example, I'm not sure if you know, but I don't know if you've ever heard of a nurse informaticist. Uh, they are nurses who work and do coding and data from my understanding through to a whole bunch of other different roles that, you know, people don't realize exist. Nurses who jump out of helicopters uh, in the Northern Territory with, with doctors and on retrievals. You know, that was a misconception that only paramedics would do that role. But uh, there's many states where nurses do that role. And I guess those are just two examples through to, you know, I guess being the CEO of a healthcare organization, um, many nurses do that as well. 
Um, so there's a abundance of uh, different career opportunities, um, but I guess you just have to know where to look. Yeah, for sure. So with all those different options out there, can you tell me a little bit about each area that you've been involved in? Mine has primarily been, so my graduate was six months of general medicine and six months of a trauma orthopedic ward. So multi-trauma uh, in Melbourne. And then I moved to emergency adults and pediatrics. Uh, and I've done that in Victoria. I've done that uh, in the, in Darwin, in Catherine, where I'm currently. Yeah. And then I've done quite a bit of like, I guess you could say it's like GP kind of primary healthcare related work as well in, in a different setting with another organization. So those are my experiences. Uh, emergency, I guess, working remotely in different parts, of, including WA. I've done remote nursing in WA, but through a organization uh not with not in the civilian sector yeah so does that kind of answer the question or yeah definitely is there any maybe areas that you haven't yet been in and you're looking at going into in the future or are you happy with where you are uh, i'm pretty keen to dabble in uh, icu and i'd love to try maybe anesthetics nursing uh, or perioperative nursing but in the uh, anesthetic slash maybe PACU space uh, post-anesthetic care unit. But yeah, I think ICU appeals to me as well. It works quite well in the critical care space with emergency. It uh, allows you to consolidate some of those skills like your ventilator and your arterial lines and you know your vasopressors and some of those inotropes uh, and modulating you know through a VBG, someone's vital signs, et cetera. So it allows you to consolidate those emergency skills. So that's something I know that's a knowledge gap for me. Uh, so I'll definitely be looking to do some intensive care unit nursing at some point to improve my emergency nursing, if that kind of makes sense. <laughs> so you mentioned a little bit before about volunteering and how that led you into your nursing career. Uh, can you explain a little bit more about the type of work experience of volunteer or volunteering positions that could be useful for future students wanting to enter the field? Yeah, absolutely. So I volunteered with St. John Ambulance Victoria there's a lot of med students, paramedic students, nursing students who do that in Victoria, but there's heaps of nurses and doctors through from consultants through to interns uh, and grad nurses who do that. St. John Ambulance Victoria for me was probably one of the, the places that I met so many nurses. Uh, nurses who, some were mental health nurses, some were nurses in the military, some were doctors who used to be nurses. There were some really interesting people. I think volunteering for me has, I would advocate that for anyone. Uh, especially if it's related to health and it doesn't have to be directly related to health. You can, if you volunteer in, in charities that, you know, work with people who are vulnerable, that's another example, but there's so many things you can do as long as you can articulate some of those transferable skills, volunteering, regardless of what it is, just shows that you are willing to be, you know, socially aware and you're willing to get engaged in the community. So those are all positive things. But I guess if you can find some organizations that do volunteering related to health or alternatively, Get a job as a PCA or an AN or a RUSON, as they call them in Victoria. Uh, in other words, find jobs as an orderly or as a you know assistant in nursing or as a war clerk, and just find roles, volunteering or paid, that expose you to working in a clinical environment and allow you to start interacting with patients and clinicians. Those are pretty powerful things to add to a resume and. Even just some of the words I just use then, if you can put those in a resume and you can explain in an interview how that will make you a better grad nurse, that's some pretty cool stuff. You know, even volunteering to run a podcast like you're doing, like 
it's it's all the same kind of stuff and it looks really good on the resume as long as you don't do it just for the resume you need to actually do it partially selflessly <laughs> like don't do it selfishly you need to enjoy what you're doing and make sure you're making an impact to people's lives but yeah it's pretty powerful if you can find something that interests you even volunteering in the cfa and the firefighters uh, all the ses etc all those organizations are pretty good things to be doing yeah for sure so um, obviously volunteering in this realm is really great when you are applying for jobs. Uh, can you maybe give some advice on uh, current students that are starting to prepare for jobs and what other things they can be doing as well? Yeah, sure. So if you are a student listening, I think through the nurse break, I and a few people, we we provide a resume service and we do we look at hundreds of resumes of, of students and there's so many things often the missing on those resumes at the simplest level, read the instructions of an application and actually make sure you read the fine print. And if they ask for three, uh, three references or referees and two have to be clinical, make sure you provide that. The moment you start, you can't follow instructions, you're just going to get your application chucked out. So really read the fine print follow the instructions that they tell you to do for, to apply for a job. It just reduces the workload on those organizations and recruiters. Make sure you have really good referees. So make those connections on your placements, get their details, connect with them after your placement, make sure you have their emails. A lot of people just get the people's mobile numbers, but then put those on the resume. Most recruiters now, all organizations apply and send referee checks through email. So create some good relationships with the nurses, the preceptors, the educators, anyone who you think will provide a good resume reference my apologies and speak to them and remind them when you apply that you know that you're going to use them as a referee the third one would be don't limit yourself to just what you think currently you want to do keep the doors open there's a lot of different types of jobs you can apply for private public community mental health aged care general practice there's a whole bunch of different things so if if you really are concerned about not getting a job or it's extremely competitive like apply for as everything that you think you would be willing to do because getting in the door is definitely better than not getting in the door so that would be my advice for sure yeah that's some really great advice that um these nursing students listening can really use practically as they are preparing for their jobs so thank you for that can you maybe explain to us what a typical work day in your life looks like? I know that with nursing, no two days are the same, but give us a bit of an idea of the types of things you do while you're on a shift. So I'll give you an example of, I guess, when I work, well, currently working in an emergency, I guess my day is no, is different to everyone else's day. <laughs> I guess in emergency or on a ward, you effectively come on the shift. You get your hand over, you eyeball each of your patients, you do all your safety checks and you effectively in your head or in my head, I triage the patients that need to be seen first. Rather than completely focusing on the tasks, you need to make sure that everyone is breathing. That's step one. You need to make sure that you, that you then do plan your shift. On a ward, that's where it, you can plan your shift quite well uh, with some of those tasks. I guess fused at the same time with some clinical decision-making about who needs to be seen first. Emergency is a bit different kettle of fish. It's pretty much a, the sickest get seen first and you need to prioritize many different competing tasks that will come out of nowhere. One moment you are in a patient's room, the next minute the buzzer's going off, the emergency buzz is going off and you're for the next hour in a completely different section of the, of the emergency department doing something else, helping people. And the other patient you were just with, you know, you'll have to go back to them an hour later if no one else has covered that patient or if you haven't handed over something. So I think every type of nursing is different. 
the, the you know a day in perioff or in mental health it's it's hard to describe a typical day because i guess you'll wake up you'll you'll hopefully have meal prepped and not be eating unhealthy food you'll get to work you do your handover you'll have your breaks you finish your shift. It's quite similar to what you would have experienced in placement. It's just with that added, added responsibility once you are qualified. And you'll start to see as you you get to your final placements, and I guess as a grad, that the things that you think you see now and the bigger picture may not be just there just yet. And when you start realizing that it's actually you who has to make the phone call to somebody rather than your perceptor or these kind of that kind of things, your day gets can get quite busy. Uh, I, as a student, unfortunately, on some placements was, I guess, kept away from some of those things. You know, the the nurses would do the phone calls to different individuals if they needed to notify of clinical de- deterioration or call a family member. And the students often didn't get to do that. So, yeah, your day, the typical day can involve so many more things once you, you graduate. So, I guess, on your placements, just... Keep an eye out for all the little things that the nurses are doing that you might just be like, oh, that's fine. They're doing it because it'll actually be you who does it, you know, six months later when you graduate. For sure. I've definitely had experiences on my placements where I've had really great facilitators that have allowed me to do those things. And it's such a a great learning curve to be able to grapple these things now while you're a student rather than get thrown in the deep end while you're a nurse. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the more challenging aspects of the nursing industry and what strategies you have in place that help to eliminate these? Uh, the first one that comes to mind is aggression and violence from patients and family members. It's something that you will experience, unfortunately. I'll articulate, I guess, some ways to deal with that, but probably the next problem would be burnout. And then probably the problem after that is dealing with bullying from other staff members or colleagues. Uh, and I guess that the journey of nurses eat their young is sometimes a reality. So in regards to violence in nursing, I think if you can find ways to identify needs of patients early and, and triggers of those patients and family members, you can actually do a lot of de-escalation before it actually gets to that point. And DRS, ABCD, D for danger, just get yourself out of the situation, like send for help super early. Don't. There's no point in standing in someone's way if they need to leave or they want to leave. There's no point in, in putting yourself in situations unnecessarily because it, and at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not necessarily something that you can change. So just make sure you don't get injured, make sure you don't get abused and call it out if you see it in a professional way. It depends on the situation. So, you know, some people are confused because they're in, they've got an infection. You know, that abuse that you're going to get as a student or a grad is something that, you know, you can't really do much about. You know, you can reorient those people. But then there's also people who are drunk and then there's also people who are just confused and scared or just scared, but they're completely alone and oriented. So, you know, seek support from your colleagues to make sure you don't get yourself in harm's way and there's a lot of ways to mitigate them in the first place of those events occurring in regards to burnout make sure you have a good work-life balance make sure you eat healthy make sure you do a lot of exercise make sure if you can do 0.6 because 0.8 is too much that you do it if you go read on the nurse break articles there's so many interviews from senior nurses and if you read to the bottom of those articles it's a similar question to what you've asked me and you'll you'll read all these senior nurses give their tips on burnout and and how they manage work-life balance. And a big part of it is having a whole, like nursing is not your life. Like you need to have a lot of other things going on because 
unfortunately in some workplaces you will just become a number and you need to realize that you know prioritize life and experiences and friendships and relationships before taking that extra shift like learn to say no when you get asked for overtime if you're not feeling it so i think the biggest takeaway from that is learn to say no uh, because you're going to get asked quite early on if you want to do an overtime shift um and there's nothing wrong with that just as long as you don't do it every time and then in regards to bullying and and uh, you know nurses eating their young i guess just stand up for your colleagues if you see someone speaking inappropriately or unnecessarily assertively to somebody or to yourself like stand up for those people it doesn't matter if they're a doctor a physio a student or a colleague or yourself you need to don't be a bystander uh, and call out people whose behavior is unacceptable come up with some tactical ways or tactical ways to sentences that are on the tip of your tongue like this is not appropriate way to speak to me or whatever it needs to be however you want to do that but um don't don't get rolled over by people who are being unnecessarily cruel to you but generally speaking people are great um the industry is not as bad as people say it is in my personal experience it's it's a bit of perspective and a bit of workplace culture and also a bit of the approach that you take so yeah, for sure. And I've been able to have the privilege of jumping onto the Nurse Collective like you were talking about before. And you've got some phenomenal resources on there to help really give some support to nurses all around the country, which is really amazing. Um, yeah, so I guess on the Nurse Break, there's heaps of articles and heaps of resources. And on Nurses Collective, there's a whole bunch of mental health and wellbeing resources that are going to be placed there very soon. And I guess there's so many resources out there. There's Nurse Midwife Support which is a national call hotline for students and nurses. Uh, that's actually funded by the Nurse Midwifery Board of Australia. And a lot of those resources you can search on Google um, and they're quite literally specific to our profession. Um, so yeah, check them out. And there's a whole bunch of articles on burnout as well. Amazing. Well, I suppose um, doing a complete 180, what are some of the best things you've found about the job? Yeah, so many things. So I guess for me, it's been able to travel. It's been able to meet so many interesting people. It's been able to actively see how you've helped someone. In emergency, you can see that quite quickly. You can see someone go from very unwell to quite well quite quickly. It's the, the, the friendships. Like I've got so many mates who do really cool things and I've met through nursing, not just nurses, but doctors as well, paramedics. They'll be lifelong friends. There's also one of the other rewarding parts is that you you, you can really like take it any way you want and you can do postgraduate study and you can travel and you can explore. You just, you won't get bored. I think that's one of the most enjoyable things about the role as a nurse. Yeah. I guess that's what comes to my mind initially. Amazing. So as we come to the end of our episode, if the listeners could take away one thing from this interview, one piece of advice that you could give them, what would it be? I think I'll give you three pieces of advice the first one will be never become complacent because if you become complacent you become dangerous in your practice so always seek to learn and always seek to ask questions uh, my second point would be become yes man or yes woman and say yes to all opportunities that get offered to you and not necessarily saying overtime but more so learning opportunities and those professional relationships that are on offer there get involved in that kind of stuff and probably thirdly is if you can and it fits in your life, travel and travel with nursing and explore Australia. Check out remote Australia uh, once you get a skill base that's well established and check out, yeah, travel nurse. Um, we'll find a place and consolidate. There's so many options out there. So just explore and experiment with it. Amazing. 
Thank you so much for that, Jackson. Now, before we wrap up, we like to jump into the next segment of our interview, which is the fast five. So you will have a maximum of one sentence per answer. And we're going to ask you five quick questions just so the listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to jump straight in. The first question is, what is your favourite place that you have travelled to? My favourite place I've travelled to is Cuba because the cars are cool, the people are lovely, and the food is surprisingly not as bad as people say. <laughs> Alrighty. The next question is, what is your favourite book or movie? Great question. I don't know, but I'm currently reading The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. And yeah, highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in creating a company or business or startup. Oh, very nice. What is your favorite hobby for your day off? Oh, I would say it's probably running or sunbaking, probably sunbaking. And then I use that as an excuse to not run. <laughs> Perfect. What is your current favorite song? Oh, that's a hard question. I'll give you my favorite genre because I honestly can't remember any names right now. And it's probably, let's just say jazz music as of this week because there's a jazz festival in Darwin. Oh, fabulous. And finally, what is your guilty pleasure? Sounds really weird, but sushi. <laughs> and it's not very guilty, but I'll spend a lot of my money on sushi. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there you have it, everyone. That was Jackson talking to us today about his fabulous nursing career this far. Jackson, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Um, and if the listeners want to connect with you anywhere, where can they find you? Yeah, no, I'm going to say thank you for running this podcast as well. It's really great to see nurses and students leading podcasts and interviewing others. You can reach me on LinkedIn or I would encourage you to all to sign up to nurscollective.org. It's free. It takes 30 seconds and you can reach me through there by typing my name. Uh, and then you can also join the Southern Cross University student group that Naomi uh, and, a, and her team run. Um, and you can also reach out to the Facebook, me through Facebook on the nurse break. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone. And be sure to join us for the next episode where we interview Dima, who has been a registered nurse internationally and is currently completing her PhD in cardiac surgery and inpatient rehabilitation, as well as being an SCU lecturer within the Faculty of Health. Thank you so much, guys. Mm -hmm.